0: This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar at It. I am so stoked you're here. You guys know I go around this amazing planet of ours, finding the best humans on the planet to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Now, I found this gem for y'all. Okay, so buckle up because today we're going to have a really cool conversation. And we are talking to Nick Hutchison. He's the mastermind behind Book Thinkers. And in just seven years, he's reached a million people each month and hosts the top 2% global podcast, book thinkers, life-changing books. You know we're going to get into books, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. So I am so glad he is here. He's had amazing interviews with like Grant Cardone and Lewis House, both guys that I really, really like. They can be uh, polar, right? They're so polar opposites. So that must have been really cool conversations. I'm going to catch that on your podcast. So he's not just about reading books. He's about action. So Nick is here to help you unlock your potential with his new book, Rise of the Reader, which I just purchased so I cannot wait to get. How are you, Nick? Welcome to Straight
1: Talk. Nina, your energy is infectious <laughs> and I'm going to have to bring you out to the next event that I speak at and have you introduce me because that was electric. <laughs> I would
0: love to. I would love to. I'll do it for you anytime, Nick. Um, the first time we spoke, I just loved you too. I loved your energy and I love what you're about. So here's to how I start the show. I always like to know who you are and so does my audience. So who are you, Nick? Who are you?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. Some people may have heard we're talking about books and maybe they're they're not a reader today. And I want to share with everybody that when I was growing up, I was not a reader. In fact, I thought these books were nerdy. They weren't cool. I was more of the athlete, a little bit less of the academic. But going into my senior year of college, I took an internship at a local software company. And my boss at the time introduced me to podcasting. So shows just like this, where a host interviews a series of guests The guest tells everybody what they did to become successful. And so I had about an hour commute each way to this internship. Mm. And I just listened to show after show after show where the successful person gave at least some credit for their success to the books they were reading. So I fell head over heels in love with the personal development space. I love reading books. That's what I'm all about. That's what my book is about. My business is about. My podcast is about and so it's cool that you're a fellow book nerd. I'm excited to see what we dive into. Oh, today. I
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I, I just saw a, a post that you did on, on IG, and you had like those 500 books or whatever it is all, all around you. I'm like, I got that book. I got that book. I got that book. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, though. I mean, it's the same with me, right? So I grew up, same thing, didn't really like books, right? But I also was a teen mom, so I had to work two jobs, take care of my kids, like the whole thing. Mm. And so I never got into books until I got a bit older, and then I went to College in my 30s. So when I went back to college, that's when I started to like consume books. And you're right, though. I mean, you can't give all the credit to books because everything gives you so many different ideas, but it does open up your mind, right? It does make you look at things a little bit differently. Do you have a favorite? Do you have like something that's like switched for you?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the first book that I read was Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yeah. That was good. And- yeah. Yeah, that book just, I mean, it completely blew my mind and taught me mm-hmm. the importance of financial literacy and that money is a game and learn all about right. using pre tax income, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I've had different books that have continued to surprise me and and completely change my life over time. It's just, you know, that was the first one. That's sort of like the OG book for me.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good way to start, right? And uh, Think and Grow Rich is another one that's that's really powerful too. If you you know you want to get into the more spiritual aspect of it, but oh, yeah. I love I love it. I love it. So talk to me about you know what is it that that made you go from actually listening to podcasts and then wanting to you'll dive into books to actually really your your business is kind of focused on this now, right? Book thinkers. So tell me about how that switch happened, right? Because I like books too, but I didn't do that. So talk <laughs> to me, talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, well, I continued to read books after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I spent that whole summer reading these books. I went back to school for my senior year. And although I ended up taking a full-time job out of school with that same software company, I always had this desire of working in the personal development space. And Mm -hmm. so what I started to do was share the books I was reading with people on social media. I started to do book reviews, right? Originally, I wanted to release a mobile application that never ended up happening. It sort of crashed and burned, and I spent a bunch of money trying to develop it with some friends. But what I did do was build an audience in anticipation of releasing that app of readers. And so authors started to reach out to me, and they'd be like, hey, Nick, your audience on Instagram looks a heck of a lot like my target reader for this book that I just wrote. Can I pay you for a book review? So now I went from reading for free... To get paid to read, and I was taught to always Good. follow up with customers and ask, "Hey, is there anything else I could help with?" So right. I started to learn more about the issues that authors were dealing with, and I started to work with them on social media and podcasting and all sorts of things. And that's how my side hustle started to develop.
0: So tell me about that, though. Tell me what it is. What What is Book Thinkers? You know, break it down for us.
1: Yeah, it's a digital marketing agency that helps nonfiction authors, like personal development style authors. Yeah and market their books. And so we three core services. One is short form video production. So we'll fly out to an author with the cameras and the lighting and it will help them turn a book into 50 to 100 pieces of social media content. Number two, we do podcast bookings. So we'll place authors on up to 100 podcasts to talk about their book. And then number three, we do book reviews. So our audience on Instagram is about 150,000 followers and we do about a million impressions a month. And so when we talk about a book, we could sell a bunch of copies. And so we get paid by authors and publishers and PR companies to do that.
0: That's really, that's cool, right? The way life kind of takes you in this direction. Like I probably, when I, if I would have spoken to you in college and had this podcast, you probably would have never imagined that it was going to go in this direction, right?
1: Oh yeah. I had no clue. (laughs) You know, at first it was just like, wow, these books are interesting Then it was, well, what if I could build a piece of technology? Then it was, ooh, I just spent a bunch of money and time and that didn't work. Maybe I should give up. But oh, wait, Like here's this one last attempt to save the business. And so I'm very happy that it worked out.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool too. That somebody saw, you know, the greatness in you, right? That they saw you giving reviews and were like, "This guy is great," and I want him to review my book. I mean, that is just such a beautiful thing when you do something from an authentic place, right? So you decided you were going to just do book reviews. Yes, you had the the angle of I want to do my app, but you also were giving honest reviews, and I think that that speaks volumes to those who are listening. I I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders, big thought leaders and stuff, and that's the one thing. Thing that i have as a trend is the authenticity it's just coming at it with a with a place of being real and um and that's what i love about the personal development space and the, the fact that i'm in that as well just helping women i just love the fact that we can actually just take our life experiences or things that we're learning and really enrich and impact the life of someone else like that's the goal right for me that's the goal right yeah is that yeah, what you feel too. you're doing yeah yeah oh absolutely so, yeah Go, go, well, go for it. I want to say it said this way.
1: Yeah, I've heard it said this way that your purpose comes from your pain. And so these books yeah. helped over help me overcome a lot of problems, develop skill sets, help me solve a lot of pain. And so mm-hmm. nowadays I do believe the right book at the right time can change somebody's life. Whether mm-hmm. I'm recommending that from my channel because I've read a book and I want to promote it. Or we're behind the scenes helping authors promote and market their books as well. The outcome is the same. The right book ends up in the right hands at the right time. That person takes action and their life changes. And I just wanted to throw a quote out there because you mentioned Napoleon Hill earlier. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite quotes is that action is the real measure of intelligence. That's a Napoleon Hill quote. So it's only by taking action from the books that we're reading that things start to happen. And that's why I decided to write my book as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to actually get into that because I think that is so true is that, you know, you can, you know, read a book and do nothing. You can actually take a course and do nothing. You can, you can do all this stuff and do nothing. What do you think is that switch though? Like, because you didn't just listen to the podcast and do nothing. You actually did something. So right. So do you think that's innate? Do you think that was in you to actually have action? Or do you think something happened within that transition of getting into personal development that actually flipped the switch for you?
1: Well, there were a few things around that period in my life. I mean, I was going in my senior year and I had a lot of insecurity around the subject of money because all these kids running around business school talking about how much money they're going to make and all these investment terms that I was unfamiliar with. And I wasn't a great academic, like I mentioned, so I didn't have great grades or anything. And so I had a lot of insecurity around money. And as I'm listening to these shows and all these people are talking about huge amounts of money and they're telling me the roadmap is reading books, read these Mm -hmm, books. mm -hmm. It was something that, you know, I sort of realized I could remove that insecurity by reading about money. And then I went from rich dad, poor dad, to think you grow rich to a bunch of other books about money and mindset and manifestation. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I returned to school for that final year and I was leading discussions about money.
0: Wow! And so it was That's like cool. in
1: the course of a couple of months, I just removed all this insecurity and developed a skill set. I went from shy and insecure to leading these conversations. So it was like, what other areas of my life can I do this for? <laughs>
0: right, right. Now it, you know, does um, does your you know um, business actually? help authors structure the book as well? Or do you come in like after, like after they've created the book, everything's done, now you're going to take over?
1: Yeah, that's what we do today. But I'm I'm finding that maybe there's an opportunity to get involved earlier in the process in the future mm-hmm. and help authors write actionable books. Like I'd right. love to help somebody right. take a book, a book mm-hmm. concept and rewrite it so that it's better engineered so that the reader can take better action because sometimes we read these books and they just seem so philosophical or inspirational, motivational, but they don't help us take action. And so that's that's the missing link in my opinion. And like, yeah, I'd love to rework some of my favorite books and just make the action so much more obvious within the pages.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's a good idea, too. I mean, talk about you're like really encompassing everything, uh, you know, in your business, right? Like taking them from that point, then you're going to become a publisher, you got to just like slow down, slow down. Nicholas. <laughs> right? It's a lot of work. Um, but it's, it's pretty awesome. I, so do are you helping with just the personal development space? Really? Like the nonfiction? I know you said nonfiction. Is that autobiographies as well? Things like that? Or, you know, wh- where do you play around in that space?
1: Yeah. I love to say if a book can be read and the, the reader can use that book to make progress in their life, then we'll promote it. And so, okay. yeah, we do cover some biographies and memoirs, most, mostly in the entrepreneurship space uh, or business or self-help space. We cover some philosophy and psychology books. Most okay. of the books that we're covering though, they're traditional self-help or business books because those are very applicable. They're actionable people can mm. read them and use what they learn to improve their mm-hmm. lives. Sometimes i say it like this. A great book condenses decades of somebody else's lived experience into days. days so you yep. can you can consume 30, 40, 50 years of valuable information and life lessons in just a couple of days of reading. That's like the best time hack i've ever heard, right? Yeah. And so, you know, i'm 29 years old, but i've if you include the 500 books behind me, and let's say each one is 20, 30 years of experience, like that's a thousand years of wisdom packed into my yeah. brain, thousands yeah. of years of wisdom, you know? Yeah. So that's how I like to think about it.
0: Do you um do you believe in um people taking, let's say a book and actually implementing the steps and that's enough? Or do you believe that it should be coupled with something like mentorship, coaching, uh, you know, mastermind groups, all that kind of stuff. Or how how do you view that?
1: Yeah. I think the more you can do the better. So one of the strategies I talk about in my group is creating an account, sorry, in my group, in my book is creating an accountability group. Yeah. Because life is hard enough going at it alone. Like why not have your friends and family support you? And why don't you support them at the same time? So one of the strategies that really worked for me early in my journey was meeting with a few of my friends on a weekly basis and talking about the books we're reading, holding oh, cool. each other accountable to taking better action from what we were learning. And then it evolved to like other areas of our life, like health goals, wealth goals, relationship goals, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if that Jim Rohn saying is true that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time yeah. with, why not increase the average average? instead yes. of just kind of shoot off by yourself, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, absolutely. So talk to me then about your book because your book is uh, Rise of the Leader, am I right? Rise of the Leader. Rise, rise of the, of the reader. reader. Rise of the Reader. Um I just ordered it, so I can't wait to get my hands on it. So go ahead and tell me about this book. Tell me what's going on here.
1: Yeah, well, as I was building my community, right, we're, we're sitting at about 150,000 followers today, a million impressions a month. Awesome. Along that journey, hundreds of people, maybe even a thousand people have reached out to me and they've said, Nick, I appreciate all of the book recommendations. That's amazing. I bet some of these books can help me solve problems. But each mm-hmm. time I read one of these books, I struggle with how to transform information into action like yes. what's missing what do i do and i'd always respond to people i mean that's i'm i'm of service like that motivates me genuinely so i would send a voice note or maybe type out an email get on a quick zoom call but i always felt like i was underserving those people because i had never defined my process like i couldn't even right. articulate what i was doing so what i decided to do was write a book on it <laughs> i knew my audience that's would cool. want to read a book so i decided to write a book on it and at first i kind of had to like observe my own behavior from a third-party perspective and yeah. and watch myself implement these books and then kind of journal and document what was happening. And so the result of the book, Rise of the Reader, is all of my favorite strategies around scheduling reading time, setting an intention for each book, effective reading and note-taking strategies, how to retain more from the books you're reading, how to put them into action, yeah. build an accountability group, build an activity tracker, measure your progress, all of it packed into one book, so that each and every time you read other books in the future, you can get more out of them.
0: What did you discover about yourself in that process? Where you uh, did you see blockages? Did you see places where you were like, hmm, "I don't, why do I think, what do I think like that, or why am I doing that?" Like, did you get self awareness at all doing that process?
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at many different points in the process. I thought because. I'm a very disciplined person that it would be very easy for me to insert an hour of reading a day, stick to that plan and get the book done in a few months. It took me about three years and uh, (laughs) I found the writing process to be very difficult. I really did. So uh, as far as self-awareness is concerned, I realized I'm not a great writer. I'm a better reader. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. And you know what? I, I gained a lot of respect for the authors that we work with.
0: Because mm-hmm. I thought it was
1: easier than it really was to write and promote mm-hmm. a book effectively.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it is, right? I think it really is. I wrote my autobiography too, and I, I tried to focus, but it was a, a very cathartic experience. I cried a lot through it and the whole process. And I'm like, I thought this was going to be like two seconds. I got this. Nah, not, not true. Not true. Yeah. Very difficult. And I think that's why I haven't written my second one yet. Cause it was really hard. So I'm glad you got through it though. Three years, you must feel so accomplished, right? Cause you're now it's coming out in November. You must be super excited about that. And you know, now you're like in the game with these guys, right? So it's not just reading the book. Now you got a book that can be read, which is cool. So give me a tip or two, if you can, for people who are getting into reading. And I think one of the things I struggled with the most, because I do have a little bit of ADHD was the retention. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a little hard for me to retain. I have to write as I read and and highlight and do all of that to get it going. So give me some tips on, you know, what tips would you give somebody who's picking up your book and just needs to know how to start this process?
1: Yeah. So I think even with the retention piece, it all starts by setting the right intention for each book that you're reading. So sometimes I'll meet people, Nina, and I'll be like, Hey, what book you're reading? And they'll tell me. And then I'll say, "Why?" And they'll be like, what do you mean, why? I'm like, well, why are you reading the book that you're reading? Right. We need to understand what purpose this book is supposed to provide us. And so right. I like to set this intention or this goal before I start reading each book. And I follow the SMART goal framework. So SMART stands okay. for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and written de- and, and right? time oriented, right? SMART. And so an intention for a book, let's just say on communication. Is not just to jump into the book and read and hope that it's going to improve my communication, but I'll set a very specific goal. Something like find and implement at least two strategies for improving my communication by the end of September. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to write that on the inside cover and I'm going to review that intention each time I read a few more pages. So that my brain can actively filter for the actions that I'm looking to take, not just consume the entire book, but only retain right. what can help me solve the problem or develop the skill set that I really am actually looking for.
0: That's and good. I think
1: that the reason that I say that relates to retention is because if you can create an emotional reason to read the book, you're far more likely to retain what you read.
0: That's so good. Oh, I'm a that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and write it write it right on the inside cover. And then, you know, I think as far as retention goes, too, uh, my favorite line, I learned this from a, a memory guru, actually. He memorized the first 10,000 digits of pi. He's crazy. His name's Kevin Is Horsley.
0: It, oh, Horsley. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah. say quick. Yeah.
1: No, Jim Quick's <laughs> great, too. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Horsley. So Kevin always says this. He says, repetition leads to retention. Mm-hmm. And so if you can set a great intention, you can take notes related to that intention and then you can repeat them, right? Review them as often as possible. You will retain them. And so rewriting your notes like you're talking about, that's a form of repetition. And then what I like to do, like let's say I read a book on communication and I say I want to find and implement at least two strategies to improve my communication by the end of the month. I finish the book and then, uh uh-oh like maybe there's 10 strategies (laughs) that I've found and I don't know which ones to take action on. I'll rewrite them. So I'll Mm -hmm. write all 10 on a piece of paper and then I'll look at them and say, what 20% of these can lead to 80% of the change, right? Because not every takeaway is equal. We should only focus on the highest leveraged activities that we know we can take immediate action on. And so maybe one or two of those things, will actually make it into my online notebook where I organize all my notes and my activity tracker where I measure my activity and my implementation. Because again, it's not like I remember reading Think and Grow Rich the first time and I had a hundred notes. That's overwhelming. As a result, I didn't take any action on the book.
0: Right. That's good. But if I
1: only look for manageable opportunities to implement it, I think you're far more likely to implement them. And then as a result, also retain more from the books that you're reading.
0: That is so good. That's such good advice. I think I'm finding that a lot right now with people online, right? we're just going squirrel 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 and like we're not we're not implementing anything because we're looking for that next shiny object right but I think your book is going to be our next shiny object because I know I'm going to read it because I have to I want to master that right I mean that's that's something that I'm into is personal development and I'm really trying to get even deeper with it so this is going to be a great strategy I know for me and I know for a lot of people who are listening and a lot of people who listen are entrepreneurs and leaders so this is going to be amazing for them right so you're going to have to give us all of that right where do we get the book where do we find you because we want to be part of that big ass group you got going on right yes <laughs> so, yes join, yes, so join us join us that. yeah yes give it's us a that. movement
1: now so i i think the best place to find me is at book thinkers on instagram and here's one of my favorite things to do if anybody in your audience wants to wants a custom book recommendation from me just go to instagram go to at book and shoot me a dm tell me about a problem that you're facing Tell Mm -hmm. me about a skill set that you'd like to develop. I may ask some follow-up questions, but I will get back to you and provide a a book recommendation. So that's kind of like this book matchmaker role that I like to play because I do believe these books can solve so many problems. Like at the end of the day, our problems are not unique. Our human experience is not unique. Billions of people have lived before us. Millions of them have written books and thousands of those books probably document a way to overcome the problem you're facing. And I heard somebody say it like this recently. If you're dealing with something on a daily basis, let's let's say like a relationship issue, a business issue, something with your health, something that you don't think you can overcome. If you deal with that on a daily basis, over the next 30 years, you'll deal with it 11,000 times. That's the math, 365 times 30. And so spend the time, To find the book that can help you overcome that problem, spend $20, a few hours of your time, read and implement the book and get rid of the problem. Like that's what these books can do for us. Because again, there are probably thousands of books out there to solve almost any problem imaginable. I mean, it's wild how much info is out there.
0: So true. Now, but what if somebody wants to work with you? I, I have authors that listen to the show, right? So what if somebody wants to work with you? Where do they reach you to do that?
1: Yeah. On our website, bookthinkers.com. I, I think okay. I sent you uh, some links you could toss in yep, the show notes. I am. There's a link on our website uh, to book a discovery call to learn a little bit more about our services. And yeah, I mean, we'd be happy to work with anybody that wants to come our way as long as we're a good fit good
0: thank you so much Nick I know you have a hard stop so I want to thank you very much for being on here for real this was a great conversation I love what you're doing and I love the way you're exposing authors to us as well I follow you so I know what's (laughs) I know what's coming out because I always oh that's okay that's what's happening okay good and I know that right now you have like a contest I don't know if it's still if it's over or not but I just realized you have it and by the time the show airs it'll probably be over but um, I want people to follow you and I want them to make to make sure that they read out to you. That's pretty cool that you give them book recommendations because that's huge in people's lives when they're feeling stuck. So thank you for that. And thank you for being our straight talk. You're way cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, well,
1: thank you. You're way cool as well. I appreciate you hosting (laughs) an awesome show and and so much gratitude goes your way for choosing to have a conversation with me. Thank you.
0: Ah, it was so cool. Guys, I told you that you would love this guy, right? Best humans on the planet. That's what I do. So make sure that you go ahead and like, follow, share, subscribe, all that great stuff. I'm going to make sure to make, all his show notes on the bottom here so that you can go ahead and click on those links. Work with the dude because he's so cool, right? Don't we love cool dudes? Thank you guys for being here. This is Nina Perez, Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time.